What's up, guys? I'm Connor Fergus, and welcome to my podcast. In this podcast, we talk about my journey of becoming my best self. Everyone has something they want to learn, improve, or work on, and we can all learn something from one another. In this podcast, I share what I've learned in my life through my time as a young adult, athlete, military veteran, and sales professional. I started in sales going door to door, really at the bottom floor, and my goal is to climb my way up. I hope you enjoy this podcast and please subscribe and share with others. Now let's get started. What's up guys? It's Connor Fergus from door to door to the top floor. And uh, definitely this week is an episode I've been really excited about. Um, interviewing my uh, my buddy EJ here, man. What's up, man? Welcome What's to the show. Good, you, good. Yeah, hell yeah. You, hell yeah. So... Um, when I was writing this, it was it was pretty funny because I was trying to think about our relationship when it first started, and uh, you know because I guess just to give a little background to the listeners, it's like we have a uh, a pretty interesting relationship. We worked on the the Lifeline program, right? And for what people uh, that don't know what that is, it's pretty much we're giving free phones to people that need help, right? <clears throat> but the funny thing about this program, and for people that don't know, is. Uh, you know, you set up, it's all these independent contractors, right? And people set up literally your booth, my booth and the booth next to me. And uh, it was a commission based sales industry. So we're, we're fighting for every single dollar, every single sale. And, uh, you know, so I hear this, uh, you know, I'm building a team and, and my guys are going out there doing their thing. And all of a sudden, I noticed that at certain locations, my guys' sales were, were fucking dropping like flies. It would go, I would go be doing 15. We'd have a 13 average across the board. And then this one prime location would have three or four sales for whatever reason. And, <clears throat> you know, I was managing the division at the time. So the reps came back and I was like, guys, like, what's happening there? I did 15 phones there yesterday. And uh, these reps are complaining about this guy named EJ. It's like, man, like EJ set up next to me. So, so it's all bad. And, um, I guess that didn't really make sense. I was like, okay, let me go see what the fuck this is all about. So I go over there, I check this guy out and I saw for myself, I mean, uh, we were competing. You know, I think our relationship initially wasn't the friendliest. It wasn't, wasn't really unfriendly, right? But it was, uh, but there was definitely some similarities that I saw in myself with you, you know, cause I guess one thing that made me feel comfortable was always like, I really was a good job. I had a good job upbringing of being exposed to all these different cultures, all these different people, different backgrounds. And uh, I guess they made me kind of a chameleon. And I was kind of, I felt when I started in the program, I was kind of known for that. And then I met you and I was like, man, this is like the guy, this is, this is the, the chameleon that goes in any environment is kind of, is kind of like that. And you, you were like that and you were super competitive and I liked the mentality. So, I mean, we kind of started to create, I guess, a relationship a little bit over that right. was, uh, but like you learn, you know, even, even competing against you, I learned a lot from you, you know, uh, in terms of like how to, how to work the certain environments and like where to place your reps and how to manage territory and like not selling individually one-on-one. Cause I came from door to door before that, where it was only one-on-one and now it was, you know, selling to the masses, you have five, six, seven, 15 people in a group. I needed to influence the whole group to join you. It was kind of a trip. In the hood. In the hood, yeah. In in crazy environments. Um, but like, I guess, what are some things? You know, I got a lot before I even met you and really got to know you as a person. Um, what were some uh, initial impressions you got of me? Um, that's funny. That's a good question, man. Uh, the first time I met you, I you know I I didn't. I knew that you were just like me. So it's either we're going to love each other, love each other, or we're not going to like each other. Right. Um, and as I work next to you, as I uh, learned from you, um, you know, our, our relationship just became, you know, not enemies, but hey, if we're going to duke it out, let's duke it out and do it competitively. And uh, I think our upbringing, uh, as far as like, you know, playing sports, you know, growing up, uh, I think that's what kind of got into the whole, you know, competing, of us competing yeah. together. Yeah, because like I'm not a poor sport. I don't feel like you're a poor sport. And I think the best of both worlds, you know, clashed. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, my my team said the same thing. You know, if my numbers are low, I know that Connor's at that location. You right. Know? And, uh, um, you know, when I first met you, like I said, I said I I, I don't feel any bad energy from this guy. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's not threatening anybody. He's not, you know, and at the time I didn't know that you were, you know, you do boxing and you probably just hit me with a one, two, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I yeah. always talk my smack. I always did what I had to do, but, um, yeah, like my first impression was like, you know, this guy's a good guy. He's, he's goal driven and he's not going to back down. And, and I loved it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've learned a lot from you out in the field, even though you're not in the field anymore. Right. I've learned a lot from you, how to be patient how to talk to your people. Uh, and yeah, so I, you know, first impression is everything and, and you nailed it. And I think you nail it with everybody as far as first impression goes. Uh, you know, everybody that I know likes you. It's good. So uh, yeah, first impression was good, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny, like, just to, just to, I guess, to think how things kind of transpired. It's like you were the enemy, and now it's like we're boys. I'm sitting at your house with your family. You know, I went to your baby shower with you, with your, you know, your girl and, and the newborn baby and stuff. Um, but yeah, and then you know, when quarantine happened, we got to know each other a little bit more, and then we started boxing, kind of like you touched on. Um, what what has that experience been like boxing with me and like doing that kind of workout? Uh, the first time I I boxed with you, man, uh, really is because I was trying to get healthy and just trying to. Uh, just be healthy man because life, life is short so i said you know what not only do i want to learn how to throw a couple punches here and there but i want to be healthy and you didn't hesitate to say hey look you know just come by and uh when i first started boxing with you you know i realized how much of a clumsy person i was <laughs> no matter how many fights i have been in yeah um i just realized how clumsy i was and you know I was such a beginner, but you took me step by step and you were like, hey, uh, you know, it's okay. We're not going to, we don't have to rush into ding, ding, ding. No, let's start with the basics. And uh, I feel that, that that's, you know, working out and, and just boxing it has really like relieved a lot of stress in my life. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, once again, I didn't know that you knew how to box how you did. So thank God I never tried to pick a fight with you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you, but you grew up playing sports like we play ball a little bit together and uh you know you had to show me what was up there but you know like you i did beat you i did beat you one time um but like how do you compare i guess kind of like boxing in terms of the physical mental state to like you know other sports that you played in, in your background um i can't compare i, I, I there's probably a comparison but sure. i can't compare because i could play five games of basketball at the gym or outside and i feel good and yeah I, got some buckets and yeah 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 but boxing is is not only uh tiring physically but it's more mentally because you're like right here the whole time you're like locked in for ho for however long you right. know, we're boxing for um stamina stamina wise i i've never worked <clears throat> out that hard playing any sport uh maybe hell week in high school but yeah uh, there's no comparison for me. I just, you know, yeah, you're competitive, but it, no matter how competitive you are, you can still get knocked out if you don't know what you're doing. So, yeah. um, for me, yeah, there's, there's a huge difference between boxing and any other sport. You can be really agile and athletic and, and still not know how to box or know the fundamentals, fundamentals or, or, you know, it, it might be a little confusing to you, but yeah, I, I'm starting to learn, here, you know, yeah, Piece, pieces at a time, right? Time, yeah. Well, now let's let's get into, I guess, the reason why we're doing this interview. So, tell us a little bit about about you, what you do, your background. Okay, yeah. So my name is EJ Sosha. That's a uh, my music name. That's what I go by as far as you know everything. Um, I used to be EJ the Project. Uh, that's okay. the whole name of mine. EJ the Project. EJ huh? the Project. Uh, you know, because I was like a work in process man when I first started. Um, I come from uh, Torrance, California, um, not a little city, but it's a, it's a good sized city in Southern California. Uh, my family's all from the East Coast. Um, I started making music when I was about 14. I was recording on like acid, Sony acid program with like a Nickelodeon microphone. Oh, crazy. Uh, recording my friends with the Nickelodeon microphone thinking that we were doing stuff. Yeah. And uh, at that point I, I knew that music was something that I wanted to keep my hands on forever. So, so music started for you at, at 14? 
about about 14 yet yeah, right right in high school I, I i was like you know what everybody's you know trying to you know do music right now i can write a little bit yeah let me let me teach myself how to record and uh that's where i really you know learned a lot from other people and just kind of just saw what they did and and, and, and figured it out pretty much it so Okay, so what was like the I guess that that driving force like behind music like what was it that that wanted you like what do you why did you start making music what what was the reason? So when I first started making music, um, I was uh, that's a good question actually people don't know this. Um, when I first started making music, I started rapping in the church. Uh, it's where I learned how to play the drums. It's uh, it's just where I learned all like my music, musical talents, I guess you could say. Uh, I was always a good writer, um, but you know, at, at the age of 14, I kind of like gave my life to God. My mom wanted to go to church, and I was like, and that's why in a lot of songs you hear me say a lot of things about praying or uh, you know whatever it is because I still have a connection with God. But um, that's where I started all of my musical, uh, you know, just that, that's where I started everything really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, God has blessed me with a talent that, you know, I can't say that I did that on my own because I know where it came from. And that's not something I can front off. So I'm going to be 100 percent correct, like 100 100 authentic. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I started really writing uh, like poetry and, um, you know, just how I felt. And at the time, it, it, it was all good. It was all positive stuff. And as life went on, you know, into my 17, 18 year old years i uh you know I, I went through like rough patches and stuff and i i turned that that positive uh you know music that i was putting out you know talking about god and you know what the change and I, I went through like a whole you know like rolling down the hill and then i popped up and i'm like a whole different person and uh you know i i always say like i'm like darth vader like that's how i like to see myself you know i i'm really good on the inside but you know i you have to, you have thing. tendencies right yeah. i mean i think all of us you know like mm -hmm. I, I definitely have had my hiccups in life and mm -hmm. i've luckily had people help kind of navigate falling too deep what's funny is um i kind of had a, a intuition about your background look at the question i have for you which one you're a soulful person um oh, okay. i said i said you're a soulful person where does that come from that background in the church background but it's funny that, I mean, I kind of had an intuition, yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, well, tell you did us. Your homework. I did my homework, and it's funny because I have a I had a buddy over from the Air Force. Uh, he visited me yesterday, mm -hmm. and I was, you know, because he does music. And he was like, man, because I was telling him about you. I was like, he was like, dude, like I want to meet this guy. Uh, he just came out here from from Tennessee, oh, and uh, he does music out there. And I was like, man, like you're an artist. Help me come up with some questions. I'm interviewing my buddy today, and as we were listening to your music, he was like, man, like he sounds like he comes from this, this, and this. So it's funny that. Yeah, but yeah, he, gotta, connected, he, he connected. He connected the dots there. Yeah, yeah he he connected the Tennessee, dots. Tennessee, I haven't even. Heard, I, I, Tennessee, are there any like good artists in Tennessee? I mean, I'm sure there are, but maybe that's a whole different. It's place. a small. Yeah, I mean, so, he yeah. he. Uh, so we were stationed in Valdosta together in Georgia, okay. and then you shout know, out to the Air Force. Shout out to the Air Force. Yeah, so we were in the Air Force together, and he got out and uh, just kind of been living all over the South, and now he's his first time in the Bay ever. First time in California ever. Last night. Um, but so you 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 touched a little bit about about where you're from. So tell me a little bit about. I guess so you said you're from Torrance, right? Mm -hmm. Torrance, California. Um, but tell me a little bit about growing up in that environment. Like what what, what you know? I personally, I've never been there. What is that? What is it like over there? So Torrance, California. I grew up on the borderline of uh, Torrance, California, and Gardena, California. Uh, shout out to everybody in Gardena, um, and really just the South Bay. It wasn't even like Torrance because. Torrance was it's it's a it's a big little city. It's almost like like Hayward, like where we're at right, right. now. Um, but you know, I, I I grew up with my mom, working three jobs. Uh, you know, coming in late. Pretty much, I just had to take care of me and my sisters. You know, and and my mom just worked however many jobs she had to work to make sure that we had uh, you know uh, an apartment uh, and, and and a bed to sleep in. Uh, for the longest time in my life, I never even. I never had a house to live in, um, but at the same time, my mom always provided, so yeah. I was never without. So right. I w it was never like, oh my God, I never had anything, and I I came from the you know from nothing. Um, no, I came from something, uh, you know. And, and a lot of people think like, oh, you know, in your lyrics or whatever, it sounds like you 
had it so bad. Like that, when I hit like 18, 19 is when it, everything just went to crap, you know. Um, but for the most part, just growing up, man, I had really good friends that we had a really good bond. Uh, everybody, I grew up in a little apartment called Villa Monte Apartments. Uh, you know, I have best friends like Michi Wade, uh, Avery Rucker, Robert Perez, um, Justin Ruiz, and just we grew up and we were a big family, man. And, and we all, all of our moms were single moms. So, uh, you know, those were all my boys and those were all the ones we started, I started making music with and just playing, like, you know, just playing guns and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Torrance, California is not a bad area. Uh, it, it's just that if, you know, if you're not on your, if you're not on your, you're, you're, if you're not on your, you know, yeah, life will hit you. And stuff like, you know, right. It, it can go bad. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this isn't really something I have prepared, but you you brought something up that I guess speaks to me is because you know I have I have a single mother. I, I you know my my father passed when I was fourteen, and that changed my life in terms of how I look at life and like things I want for myself. And you know I think a lot of like my ambition and my drive today comes from you know like that responsibility that I feel like is that something similar to you? Like what, what's I guess uh, growing up without a father like done you know with you so i so i met my um i met my dad when i was i want to say maybe 10 11 i don't remember the, the exact age it could have been longer than that um but just growing up with a mom you know and just only a mom and i had a stepdad but just like you know just like a lot of kids or whoever you know you get kind of protective of your mom having a stepdad absolutely so, yeah um even though that he was there I still was, that's when like all my resentment came. That's when I started to, you know, build up that, that hate and the anger that I never had as a child. And, uh, you know, w without my dad being there to me, it was fine because my mom took care of everything. Right. Like it was never like, Oh, we don't have this. Yeah. Like, no, my mom worked three jobs and she made it happen. Whether yeah. she had to work a fourth one or, or whatever she had to do, she made it happen. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, so, you know, just growing up with a single mom showed me that, you know, you, now, even in life, now, now with the age I'm at, like, there's no excuse why you can't make something work, you know? Like, if my mom had three kids and she worked one, uh, four jobs and she still provided, there's no excuse for Period. myself or anybody yeah. else not to, uh, you know, do what they need to do. And, and she's the one who really made me independent and really made me as strong as a person yeah, yeah you think a lot of like your your family values and your right. your grit i guess is you know that that would be kind of the way that i describe that is just yeah. grit like no matter what the fuck happens you're gonna make it happen kind of thing mm -hmm. what uh so how do you think i guess growing up in that environment and, and in your upbringing how has that influenced like your your music you talked a little about how people have talked to you about your lyrics and stuff like how has your upbringing influenced your your music and your style um, sometimes I like to just, uh, brush all that under the rug. Right. So you don't hear a, a lot of that inside of, with my lyrics. Um, my lyrics really come from like 18 and on. Yeah. Okay. Type of thing. Um, because if I talked about all that stuff in my lyrics, I don't know, maybe I should, but it gets clouded uh, or, it, get, it, or gets, it gets cloudy. It yeah. gets a little, uh, you know, if if people hear it, they might feel a certain way. Not to say that I, I hold back, but you know, sometimes I like to just hold my tongue. You know, yeah. Like, you know, for for the better of you know, <laughs> every situation. Right. Um. But yeah, like you know, my upbringing. Uh, it just it it, it it falls into my music just with you know just when I was making that transition of like having to see my mom with, you know, my stepdad or, uh, you know, me having to stay at home with the, with my sisters because I couldn't go out because she was working and, you know, all, all that stuff made me who I am today, you know, and it's just, it made me real independent. So I used to just sit in my room all day and just write music and, um, like, you don't want to go outside? No, I don't like, I'm just independent. I just yeah. want to do my own thing. And I think that's what, that, that's what made me independent is just me being alone all the time. And, uh, you know, in, in my lyrics, you might hear me feel like say things like I felt lonely or I feel lonely uh, because that's something that I kind of just felt my whole life. I didn't always have, uh, you know, 
crews to hang out with. I, I was never in gangs and shit. So um, I was just always on my loneliness, and, and that's just what it is. That's just yeah. My I am who I am today. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, and I pay attention to this stuff just because I don't know. I pay attention to mine too. Like, um, so I texted you. I was looking at the text this morning, maybe like two months ago, month ago. And I was talking about your Spotify. I was like, man, like you were at, I think it was like 780 people were subscribed to you. Now I looked this morning and it's 7,700. Like, how does that, like, how does that, first of all, like, how does that feel to have that kind of like that positive jump? And it seems like, you know, things are catching. Like, what does that feel like? Um, I said, um, uh, uh probably feels a little bit like that too, but I mean, yeah, it's like, I didn't even know those numbers. And, and this goes back to an interview. I was, or actually it wasn't an interview. It was a live that I was watching with RJ and uh dang i forgot his name he's an old old rapper dude he's from the south he's like he's uh can't remember uh can't remember his name if i remember by the end I'll, I'll i'll say it uh and rj said that you know when he was making music and he was making videos and and his his people came up he's like bro you had like three million views he was like damn really that's you know that's cool and he didn't know that that's what he was at already because He's not like, yeah, that's important. The numbers are important, but like I'm working so many places elsewhere that, I, you know, I don't see didn't those even numbers. It, yeah. I didn't even notice. I didn't notice until right now right. that you said that. Yeah. Um, so focus on like the process more or less. Yeah. I've been focusing so much on the process because the numbers are cool, but those numbers don't pay you. Right. So, and, and those, like I said, those numbers are great and I don't take, um, uh, 100% credit for that. Uh, I, I give credit to all the people that I've worked with, uh, including Geo, um, uh, uh, Geo, um, Gutta Gone, uh, Mickey Shiloh, uh, Chosen, um, LAG, Lag, uh, you know, just just all the people that I've collabed with, man, because their their listeners, you know, become my listeners, you right. know, and uh, I, I couldn't have done it without them, and couldn't have done it without my team. So I don't take 100% credit say oh yeah you know I'm at seven like no I can't do that because I couldn't have done that without the help of you know everybody yeah. and I know that like Gio also he pushes his singles the ones like like money is calling he pushed that heavy that's why like you see like all my other ones I, I know the numbers are decent but money is calling is like yeah it is, thousands it is. And, you know, it's like six times the yeah other that's, ones, right. that's because he promotes it yeah. for me heavily so I, I wouldn't have gotten that without you know those people so i want to give a shout out to Tell all you. them for definitely sure. definitely i mean yeah obviously you know so if it's a team sport right or or networking or using those that you know like that are like-minded that are looking for kind of the same the same result it's like let's all work together and yeah. win as a team as a group especially if you, you know you have like background your history with them right you know these guys from back in the day like yeah. it's family we want to do this together what else do you think has uh has contributed to the to kind of that that uptrend that you're on right now what else like is there anything personally that you're doing differently or super 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 personal um uh i was i believe this is after i recorded karma in the studio okay um i was on the phone with uh gone uh shout out to gutta gone and you know he was already you know throwing his shit on uh i'm sorry can i cuss on here yes yeah, good uh throwing his stuff on like spotify apple music and I seen, you know, he, he reached out to me and he was like, bro, like, you got it. Just do it. Like, either do it or you don't do it. He's like, whatever you need, whatever you need help with, like, if you want to learn how to upload your stuff, if you want to, I got you. Uh, but you got to be committed, man, because I, 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 I'm not going to help. If, or I'm not going to, like, you know, give you pointers if yeah. you can't help. You're, you're not, not going to put, help the, put it yeah. into action, right. And it was like. I, 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 you know, I, I go down to LA to record. I, I do, I've always promoted my stuff. Uh, you know, there's been times when I, I fell off and I just kind of, you know, we go through things in life where it's like, I don't have time to focus on music right now. And uh, I was on a call with him and I remember being upstairs in my room and uh, I shut the door and we just had this conversation about like not quitting, yeah. about like just going all in with it, you know, because, you know, you're either going to die happy or you know die sad and i, I don't want to die with any regret saying like oh i could have would have could have should have yeah yeah, yeah yeah and that's cliche but it's true you know it's true so um yeah that that's from that point on 
is when everything changed for me. Um, and like I said, I don't take credit for everything that I do. There's a lot of steps and there's a lot of steps in, in the process. 100%. And that was the first step is being on the phone and just, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to be committed and this is it. And yeah. there's no looking back. So since then, I've, you know, I've, I've worked with, uh, you know, producers. I've worked with uh, all types of stuff and, uh, you know, videos and, and, and this and that. And I'm excited for what the future holds, man. You yeah. Know? I, I just because I love I love music and I love being around it. And I, it's something that I'm going to do forever, whether, you know, I make millions off of it or whether I make nothing off of it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Music is important to me. So. Yeah. Well, you just had uh, you just had that big shoot in L.A. Wit Gutta, right? Yep. Right. So if, if you guys don't follow him, check out at Gutta Gone. Um, but, yeah, tell me a little bit about that project. I was trying to make it down. I couldn't. But uh, but tell me a little bit about it, man. Oh, man, that's a that's a long one. man. Go ahead. That's a long that's a long one. Uh, I recorded Pull Up. Actually, I had it written and uh, I just someone told me, like, hey, I got a video of, you know, over maybe like a year ago or like a little less than a year ago where you were just playing the song and you were like, like you know, just playing with the beat. And I, I'm, I'm trying to get that video. Uh, but I, I recorded that about, I want to say six months ago. And then uh, I was in the studio about a month or two and I had, you know, gone in there. I had Steven Bryson in there, Paris, um, uh, uh, Miko Mars, you know, we were just in there. And I was really feeling that track. And I say, hey, bro, you want to get on this? And he was like, yeah, let me hear it. He heard it. He's like, say less. You know, that's what he said. Got say on less. it, yeah. And he just, uh, he bodied the beat. And he really, you know, we, we work so well together. Like, our music is so good together. Uh, you know, like, we have Cap'n. We have 100 songs. We have Pull Up. And, um, uh, you know, we just shot a music video a little, uh, probably about two, three weeks ago. And you guys are going to see the finished product uh next friday that's when the video is going to be coming okay, out okay <clears throat> so uh pull up next friday coming out uh but you guys don't know the half of everything that goes into these videos yeah. and uh you know trying to get the you know the mix and the masters and uh just everything that the goes people on the props the sets yeah, the actors there's so the location, much that goes yeah. into it you know and uh, right i see a lot of posts about like oh artists have to do this and that and this and that, and then you know, all we get is like a like or a view, and it's so true, you know, it's so true. Like even with the podcast, uh, you know, you 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 drove from San Jose, yeah, to, uh, to over here. We're setting up a podcast and we're getting it in, uh, and people don't see the work that gets put behind the the, the behind the the final product, right? Uh, and and I think that's important sometimes. So. Um, yeah, so pull up was definitely a fun time. Uh, we've had on the set we had uh, uh, cameras, technical difficulties. Um, shout out to Jesse Estrada. Shout out to Miko Mars. Shout out to uh, everybody who was part of that video. Um, but yeah, we had technical difficulties and we just still dug it out. Uh, there was a couple fights that went down where the owner of the house was going to shut the whole thing down, oh, but we shit. weren't finished. We weren't finished, uh, shooting. Sure. Uh, you know, we, so it, it's just a whole lot of stuff that happens, but you don't see that. Right. Right. Yeah. You just see the video. Uh, so yeah, pull up, drop it next Friday. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to I hope see you it. You guys are excited about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you touched a little bit upon on your, uh, you know, like going into everything that goes into putting things out. Right. And you were talking to me, you know, I was working with your, with your buddy the other day, uh, with the website and the bio and stuff. And when you, okay. I was like, Hey, like, give me some fun facts about you that you'd want in your bio. And you were talking about how you, you know, you, you still keep it old school. You do your music on pen and paper. And I was thinking like, like as I was creating this, you know, for the past couple of days and, you know, my podcast work in the pack, like, like you said, people don't know the creative process and everything that goes into putting out content. Like, what is that, I guess, in terms of the writing of your music, like, what is that creative process like? Um, for me, the process is, uh, I, I probably listen to over like 20 beats a day. Okay. Uh, instrumentals that either someone sends me or YouTube or, uh, whatever. Uh, so I always listen to something and then I come up with a chorus and then I just write, 
and when I write, I'm in a, I'm in like this mode that I, I can't explain. It's like a, you know, you just black out and you just you just go in. Uh, a lot of people still, you know, I, I, not to say that I only do it on pen and paper. I do write on my phone as well sometimes, but I write way faster, uh, you know, when I'm and somehow some way I think better when I'm writing when I'm just you know writing it down. Um. um kind of a random off top question. So if, if you weren't doing music right now, like what, what do you think you would be doing instead? Um, well, I work. Right. <laughs> so, uh, if you I think that, but I mean like in terms of that, 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 the free time and all of that you have, do you think that'd be directed towards something different in terms of like something in the arts or maybe I, I like, I do so many different things that I, I just, I try to like touch on all different things like right. boxing or yeah. I just bought a, like a, a fixie because i'm in oakland i'm in like east oakland every day so i see people hitting wheelies and i'm like hey i want to try that yeah um but as far as like being creative if it wasn't for music i can't draw so that's <laughs> out the question yeah um i can't fix cars so that's out the question uh i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know you know like i literally tell people that music saved my life right um because I'm able to, like some people get frustrated and they, they hold that frustration in and they try to talk to people about it or they try to, uh, you know, brush it under the, uh, the mat or, you know, whatever the case is. For me, it's totally different. Uh, I, I take it and I just put it on the pen and the paper and then that's how you get songs like Money Is Calling or Send The Love. That's how you get those songs because when I wrote both of those songs, I was going through something, you know, and... Uh, um, yeah, so without, I, I don't know as far as music, I, if I wasn't doing music, I don't know what other special talent I would have, yeah. or maybe I'd just be a loser. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> a loser making money. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Should be question to think about. I was yeah, curious yeah, to yeah. see, see what you'd say. Yeah. Um, but you've also, you know, in terms of like, utilizing like the platforms of music and doing all those things. I mean, you've been teaching me a lot about like, I've been trying to create my personal brand, doing this podcast, um, how to create content and like, you know, topics and things. Um, but how do you think, you know, the internet and this social media and all that has influenced like the music business? Uh, it's so hard. It's like, it's, it's like a good and a bad thing. Um, you know, anybody can make a video and it, it can go viral overnight. Right. You know? And not to say that that's a bad thing because it's not. But when you go back to artists like Tupac and Big E and Big L and you know just all types of artists that you know started from started from the you know from nothing. Uh, you know back then, even Nipsey Hussle, shout out rest in peace Nipsey Hussle. Uh, you know it, it started with just grinding with with printing out CDs and and, and doing things that way. And now it's so easy to you know. Oh, I'm gonna, you know, put two hundred dollars into my Instagram ad and sponsor it, and you know now my views are up, you know. Right. And uh, for 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 the most part, if you think about it, uh, like that's not getting anybody paid. Like, yeah, you can get a hundred thousand views and you might feel good about it, uh, or your video might get a hundred thousand views and you might feel good about it, but it's not getting you paid. So at the end of the day, I think every artist wants to get paid. So, and, and, and the difference between now and back then is, yes, you can get paid when you do things the right way online. And I think that's maybe another podcast you should you should uh, do it later right. on doing yeah. it right because there's so many ways to make money online. It's so much easier. Like people don't even have jobs because they can work off a line. Right. And, and, you know. Yes, yeah, the world um, today now. Yeah, it's crazy. Easy. It's easy. And, and back then, you know, we, they just, just slinging CDs or you know, uh, if you go to Venice Beach, I'm sure people still are giving out their CDs like, hey, listen to my stuff, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's the difference in, in back then and today is, you know, you had to do it on foot. You know, it's like right. if, if you're not out there grinding, if you're not out in the streets grinding, then it's not going to happen for you. Yeah, it's not going to happen for you. But now you could just be on your on your phone and it's it's going to happen for yeah. you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it just shows you where we've came from and where we are today and uh you know a lot of people say oh you know hip-hop is dead or talent is dead and it's it's really not it's really not it's just that you know some people focus their attention to one thing more than another so you can't 
you can't change that. Uh, I think where we're going in the world today is great. And I think the way that, you know, like DistroKid or uh, all the other places where you put your stuff on music platforms, like all those people are smart for thinking about that, you know, like you can't hate on that. So, um, but yeah, that's just to answer the question. Like I, I see the difference in where we were and where we are today. And, you know, the internet, you know, they go, they can go crazy over, over, whatever is put out and you know that's ultimately the goal man because people are making thousands of dollars just because you know they had a you know 500,000 500,000 views on their stuff Some, yeah now they can you know promote shout outs they can promote promo uh, uh videos yeah. or you know whatever the case is so it's you know it's a good thing man it's you know let, let the money flow and let, yeah. let you know the world goes round round and round so however it's gonna go round and round so be it you know yeah. if you can't if you can't change it then it's all good yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's a difference between like using the internet to get an advantage because you have an audience and you want to put something to capture people's attention, even though that's not really you. I think something that I've learned from you and learned from people that I've get gotten advice from, like my buddy David at Active Poet, um, is just being yourself and like being authentic. And people that really are drawn to you and your message will, you know, the audience will come over time, but. Um, but I was going to ask you about this and I'm curious to hear your answer. So doing stuff like this video content and like, I remember when I did the first video podcast, like I did it in my kitchen and it was all like kind of fucked up. It was fun, but I did, uh, yeah, like I, you could still see my laptop and like all these little errors. Um, but it was fun. It definitely pushed me like way outside of my comfort zone. And I guess somewhat of an equivalent of that for the music world would be performing. Right. Like talk to me about performing and like having a live audience in terms of maybe like when you were first starting off, like what was that like and compared to maybe how it is now? So I love performing. Yeah. Performing is like my go to. I'd rather perform than go in the studio and, and hammer some stuff out. Yeah. Uh, because when I write my music and you can go like if you go on my Instagram, you'll see that you scroll down, you'll see that I do a lot of stuff live. Right. Um, I like to promote my music live. Um uh, I'm just that I like to be authentic. That's just what I like to be. So whenever, you know, a performance comes up, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Whether it, it, it holds two people or 200 or 2000 or 200,000, um, you know, being in front of people, there's no feeling like it. And I think the, I think where a lot of people go wrong in this business and it's not that they're going wrong. It's just that they're not seeing the bigger picture is, you know, there's promoters out there saying, Hey, look, I'm going to give you 20 tickets. And if you sell them all, then you can perform. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I got 20, you know, now boom, now you're performing at some little bar and you, you brought 20 friends in and, you know, you know, at the end of the night you're spending money and whatever. Now you're leaving with nothing except an experience. And, to all the artists out there, fuck that shit. You know, excuse my language. Nah, it's cool. fuck that shit. You want to get paid off of your shows, man. Make sure that if there's some tickets being sold, that you're getting a percentage off of it. If there's a, a bar, if it's like a small, if it's like a, a, a like a, not a hole in the wall, but if it's like a, a decent bar size right. and you have a decent name for yourself, go after the bar tab. Go after a percentage of that. There's so much money that they're making off of you. That there's no reason why you shouldn't, if you're bringing in 20 people who are spending at least $100 each, that's $2,000. There's no reason why the, 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 that the venue can slide you a few hundred dollars. Right. You know, and artists don't see that. Um, <clears throat> so they, you know, they just get comfortable with doing shows and shit. And, and you, you kind of hear like the anger in me because that happened to me for so long. And so I put my foot down and said like, no. I'm bringing out 60 to 100 people per show. Like you're not gonna make money off of me. Right. Um. So always make sure that you're making money off off of your live shows. And I know that's not what the question was, uh. But it just goes to you know my experience with with live music and with uh, a lot of shows that I've done. Uh. And I, I you know I've been played before. Plenty of times. Yeah. Uh. And you just gotta learn from that. Right. But as far as like doing shows, I love it. There's nothing like it, and I I could do a live show every night if my if my voice was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love I, I love doing live shows. Yeah, but I got one for you. So 
<clears throat> seems like you've done them quite a bit. Is there a, a fun, uh, cool story that, that you'd be able to share with us about about maybe one of your live performances? Um, yes. Hey. I have a lot of live performances that were really dope. And uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be a good story. It could be a bad story. Yeah, whatever. so many. Whatever you um, feel like uh, got some got some good content in there. I I I'm just gonna I'm not gonna be negative. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it positive and cool. The the one the one that really stuck out to me and it's probably been my biggest show, um, is when I am Sue, who is from up here from the right, Bay. From my here in the Bay. He yeah. was on tour, and. Um, we were part of that at the observatory in Santa Ana. And okay. I, 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 my cousins were there. Um, it's when I first dropped lost and found, which is my first CD that most of you probably have never heard because never heard. it's not on SoundCloud. It's not right. on uh, any streaming platform. It's on datpiff.com. Okay. If you look up lost and found, you'll hear those songs. Okay. So, uh, I was there, and I, I think I sold like 120 to 130 tickets, okay. and I, I did make some money off that show. But that was the show that I had all my like just close people there, you know. And uh, I think you know A Row was there. Shout out to A Row, the Let's Lost go. Angel. Um, my 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 cousin AJR, which we have another song dropping in two weeks. Uh, called been through so much me and him uh we we performed real ones me and gutta gone uh i don't know if we performed 100 songs but by that time i think we had 100 songs recorded and we just went up there man and, and dj flash was there and he was that's gutta gone's dj he's like you know what gutta gone got love for you uh you know i'm gonna slide in there and i'm gonna do my my shit at your, at your show so shout oh. out to dj flash so it was all love man it was like all positive vibes and there was so many people that I knew there, and I gained so many more new fans that still rock with me today. And it's just like that's one of the shows that stuck out to me the most for sure. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So all your people was there. Cool. Like you know, yeah. you're opening for like a cool artist yeah. that you know. Yeah. That's sick. And I am sure did his shit too. That shit was cool. Yeah. 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 I've seen I've seen him perform. I've seen uh, like the whole HBK and and all yeah. the all those yeah. guys. They're pretty dope. They're dope. They're they're definitely cool. They got a cool sound, super bass sound, you know. It's, it, I fuck with that sound too because they're not like super hood, but they can like you know they can they can keep the vibe going. Right. I, I love that. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, we've talked a lot about your successes and you know all the the upswings and how things have kind of you know over time have gotten better and better and better, and especially right now. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, sometimes maybe you've, you've experienced failure in your career. Um, and like, how do you like, like, what's your mentality with that? When, when things maybe aren't going well or, or whatever it is that you're wanting with your music isn't going the right way. What's your mentality? So that's happened to me twice. Okay. Um, the first time when I was, I was, uh, I don't remember how old I was, okay. uh, but I stopped making music for a while. And that's when I dropped Lost and Found. Is because I found myself and I tried to get back into the groove and I that's when I met Gio who's recorded over three of my uh, Biggest, albums yeah. and, and mixed plenty of songs for me and uh to this day we have a great relationship and you know I, I, I speak to him literally probably like three four or five times a week he's he's a great mentor he's a great person to to get knowledge from even though he doesn't ever want to leave his house so Geo, if you're listening, man, get out the house, man. Get out the house, man. We need you. Um, that was one time uh, that I, I kind of just you know fell off, and and then I came back, and then another time is when I moved up here to the Bay, is because I was just uh, you know, music is cool and it it, it it can pay you, but it's not gonna pay right now for me. It's not, not right paying away, right. me to you know provide a house and a. Uh, uh, financial freedom for me and my family so i took on a big role and became a regional manager and had to move my family from los angeles to the bay area and um yeah so during that time i wasn't doing music i mean i was i was dipping and dabbing with it but i wasn't fully committed and that's that's the problem with a lot of artists excuse me is they just throw stuff out and 
they might throw stuff out here and then there and then there and, and people get bored of that you got to be fully committed and and that's when i had that conversation with gone and he was like like bro like i think you're talented as fuck i think you're dope i think you got what it takes uh i just want you to be committed man because it's it's hurting me to see you not committed right. and when when somebody tells you that that you know it's hurt it, it it's it's hurting them to not feel you committed it's like okay well somebody out there somebody out there got a lot of faith in me you know and uh that's when i say you know what i'm 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 really gonna do this i'm gonna do it this time and a lot of people whether how i grew up or whether they knew me growing up or whether they knew me uh after uh, high school or mid-20s or whatever the case was uh i was never that that guy you know who was popping or who had all the friends or who had all the the females or you know who had all this so when i drop music i feel like sometimes you know i have a lot of people that that i'm cool with but the support is like well hold on like i thought we you know I thought we go back I thought we go right, back you know right. so that's one thing that I, I i always you know i was like you know what how do i break that circle how do i not worry about them and get out of that circle and it's simple, man. You just network with other people because at the end of the day, like the little post that you see is like, oh, your friends will buy a, a you know, a, a Drake album, but they won't support your $10 t-shirt. And it, it, it's, it's true. It's, it's, true. it's real. It's so real. It's, real, it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, well, how do you change that? They'll wait for the next Drake release, but they're not ready for EJ's next song to release. Right, it's right. Like, and it's fuck? like, yeah, not even I've known EJ's. I've like, whole I see life. It. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Like, I see it happen with so I many artists you. and stuff. I feel you know? that. A yeah. lot of artists feel like, damn, I have all these people that support me. But when it comes to, like, merchandise or something that I'm trying to sell to, you know. Support myself it, and my brand just, and my know, It's and, not yeah. there. And um, people don't know how much money artists put into their craft, you know. So when we try to put something out and, and it's not rocking, then whatever. But. I felt support when I dropped my love war, which a lot of people don't know about my love war. I had t-shirts and stuff like that. And that, that really just killed the game. That's when I was on the, like the super uprise. And after my love war, I think it was a trust the process and then leftovers. And then after leftovers, I I, kind of just like stopped, you know? And, um, I, I, I just stopped making music for a little while. Um, and I just bounced back, man. I, I, I just said, you know what? Like, why worry about what other people think? And how do I break this circle? And the way to break the circle is just ignore, ignore them. Right. Like, who cares about them? Yeah. There's like, the circle that you have might 500 to 1,000 people. Yeah. But there's millions and millions of people in the world. So why worry about that 1,000 people, you right. know? And it, it took me a while to get, get that mentality. And, and uh, that's just to answer your question. So, yeah. yeah. I feel that. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's 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 like you know people got you and really support you, but you know at the end of the day, it's kind of like the numbers the numbers really show sometimes. And like yeah. for me, especially like like I did a podcast last week, and like the numbers weren't really what they were before. And really, I was like at first I started to get down on myself, and then I was like, you know what? Like it's not about that. I'm not doing this for that. I'm doing this because I like doing the podcast. Makes me feel good. And I told myself I'm going to do it for 52 weeks. And like your boy Gutta said, I committed. The commitment's already there. There's no, I'm not one foot in, one foot out. I'm not dipping in the pool. I'm already, I'm diving the fuck in the pool. Like I'm all in. Um, but, you know, you talked a little bit about like, like this advice you got from your boy. You know, you talk about Geo and, and all people that have really put you on. Is there any like specific thing or advice that you've gotten that really just like you can't get it out of your head? Like maybe some of the best advice you've ever gotten related to your music? Anything that speaks to you now? Um, Excuse me, shit. Uh, yeah, pina colada, man. and it's the pina colada. Man. Shout <laughs> out to pina colada. Um, the the best advice that I ever got was uh, was not from any artist. It was not from any producer. It, it was from my mom, and it was uh, I think last Christmas. I think. Okay. I think it was last Christmas, and I think I had a beer with her, and she's like so anti-alcohol. No, I didn't have a beer. I think I had some champagne with her. Okay. Or wine or something. I forget what it was. Something like, right. And she was just opening up to me and uh, she was telling me about, you know, like how my dad did music and and how, uh, you know, he got shot in the back and he was paralyzed for a certain amount of time. He's good now. But 
one thing that she said to me was like, she said, son, like, what do you want in life? Like, I know you have a great job. I know that you do music, but like, what, like if you were to just, if you, if it was to just appear however you want it, like what, what, what would you want it to be? And I would say, you know what? I said, you know what? Like, I want to sell out shows. I would want to, I would want people to sing my music back to me, hunt like thousands of people to sing it back to me. I would want, you know, I, I just want people to feel good about, about my music. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I want my music to speak to people. Right. And she said, well, and I, I remember this very, very clear. She said, if that's what you want, only you can make that happen. And it sounds like, you know, like something that you could just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like I'll make it happen. Right. Yeah. But it's it's so it's so punctual that only you can make it happen. Like you want to do a podcast, right? Only you can make that happen. If somebody wants to be a cook, only they can make that happen. If it, you know, nobody can do it for you. You want to get into the league. It's like you going to get yourself Yeah, fit, yeah. Right? Nobody's going to wake up at <clears> 6 in the morning and, and go and, run and, and run and do abs. And, and, exactly. Yeah, Only you pool, can right. do that for you. Yeah. And uh, when she said that, I said, I was like, man, well, you're right, actually. like Only I can stop myself from doing anything that I want to do. And uh, along the way, that stuck with me. And then what everybody else placed into my ear it, it just kind of just grew into this this thing that was like, okay, like this energy that you got to do it, man. Yeah. Like you, you either do it or you don't. And there's no try. There's I never no understood try. that. It's like there's, yeah, no, yeah, there's try. no try. There's you just no do try. it, you fucking don't. Yeah, like do there's don't. no such thing yeah, as yeah, trying. Yeah, that's it. I, I feel that. It's simple, man. And, and, uh, and I, I think even my relationship with you uh, – we've always been like very like, Hey, if I say I'm going to do this, this is what's going to happen. Right. You know, or if, if I'm in, in San Jose at a spot and you're like, Hey, I'm going to pull up on you. It happens. If I say, Hey, I'm going to be there. You know, it happens. you know, so only you can make yourself better. You know, when you rely on other people, it just doesn't happen. And, and that's one thing that really stuck with me. Uh, and I've had a lot of people tell me that after that, and I said, well, if one person told me that, you know, one person it's that I love and another person tells me that, you know, then it's obviously it's gotta true. Be real, yeah. yeah. So I feel that. <clears throat> well, I got to touch on this because, you know, looking around what's going on in the world today, it's a topic that's got to be discussed. And, you know, everything that's going on with with, you know, with George Floyd, with Breonna Taylor, with Ahmaud Arbery, with all these tragic things that happen with the movement. I wanted to ask you as a musician, you know, because like black culture and like dominates hip hop and like how, how has, I guess, black culture influenced your life in terms of like your life in general and, and in music, especially. So I, um, I'll just break it down like this. Break it down. I, in my, in my apartment complex at Villa Monte apartment, Villa Monte apartments, I grew up with one white person. Right. Or two or whatever. Yeah. Just me and my family. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I have all my, you know, Michi, Avery, Ricky, Avery, uh, Dale, you know, everybody all people, is, yeah. yeah, all my people, you know, they're brothers. You right. feel me? So, uh, I always grew up with that and yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I am what I am, but I always carried that culture with me because that's what I grew up around. Um, and you know, even when I played travel basketball, like one, one super dope memory I have is I played travel basketball and, uh, I played for a little, uh, travel team called Slam and Jam. Okay. And I'll never forget, uh, we practiced at Compton high school and my mom used to cheer me on. And obviously, well, we were the only, I was the only white kid on the team. So I'll never forget when we went shirts and skins. And I was skins, and everybody made fun of me. You know, they were like, "Yeah, everybody, you know, he's not hard to miss." You know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was super dope, man. And, yeah. uh, like, there was so much love in that basketball team, and even growing up, I, I've always just been around, 
you know, oldies, you know, Otis Redding, um, Sam Cooke, James Brown. I yeah, come from like a soulful, culture, soul I come from culture, like a soulful yeah. feeling, uh, you know, background. Like, like, even though I'm not blood related to all the people I grew up with, I'm part of their family. So, right. You know, the same it's, thing it's, at that point. It's the yeah. same thing, you know. Right. So, and, and everything that's going on in the world, I don't. I, I'm not really going to touch on that because yeah. that's a whole. That's, that's a, a that's a whole another thing. And right. not only that, it's like there's so much negativity behind it. But right. the only thing we can do is is uh, you know stand up for what's right and, and try to be positive. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's sad to say, but they're going to try and do whatever they can to control us. Um. But as far as like the background, that that's just the background I came from. Yeah, I grew up with one white person, and that's my mom. Yeah. You know, other than that, I yeah. don't know what to tell you. Right. I can't. I can't fake the funk. You can reach out to anybody you want. <laughs> if that's ever known me, they're gonna tell you. Yep, yep. He's he right. only grew up around his white mom. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like where I got athletic. Um, you know that that goes into like sports that goes into music everything and that's really the roots of everything yeah so right. like the hip-hop culture the african-american culture the black culture is so strong and whether people like it or not it rules the world it rules the world it rules the world you know so it's the way it's the reason why you dress the way you dress the yeah. talk the way you talk the reason why you know what i mean you you yeah. want to do a lot of things right yeah. Drake gets the new Lambo, so now you want the fucking new Lambo. It's right. it's whatever. It's but yeah, you're you're 100 right. And I was talking a little bit about like how you know black culture dominates, like it, it dominates hip hop and in a lot of industries. Um, is there any artist? And I think I already know the answer to this because you kind of already gave it to me. But an artist in particular that you'd want to you know collaborate with and and do a song with, do music with. So yeah, you did actually reach out to me about this. Um, one of my favorite artists who I've I've grown up listening to is uh, John Legend. That's definitely one of the people that I, I really like. I really I've listened to all of his albums at least like 20, 30 times. You know, really? it's like that's just like somebody that I I I, uh, I, I study that's his your guy, I study yeah. his melodies, even though I can't sing like him, but he oh you know, he has that ooh, you know, he has yeah. that voice that is so rare and is so uh, right. unique. Um, but if that never worked out, I think one of the artists that I would love to work with, uh, well, it would have been two, but, uh, the other ones is gone. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. He was definitely like somebody I always tried to like, I always liked his music. Yeah. Um, but another person that I, I would really like to work with is, uh, J Cole, yeah. uh, or Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Kendrick, but, you know, yeah. J it's just, you know, because they come from, you know, I'm not, I don't know where they come from. But, you know, they have so much emotion in their music. Right. And I feel like when I record my music, I have so much emotion in my music. And I feel like when Gone records, he has so much emotion in his music. It, and, and that's what makes a good collaboration. So, right. yeah, if, if I ever get the chance to work with uh, John Legend or J. Cole and you keep this podcast and one day it happens, then, you know. I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. And, Hell yeah. And, not even I told you so. It's but like, like you know yeah, what? I believed cool. in the, I believed in the process. You know, right. it's all a process. You know, you're not gonna make it overnight. You're not gonna boom overnight. But uh, there's definitely a process to everything. Yep. Well, to end with this, um, I know you got some fans out here checking this out. Our live just ended, but we're gonna keep it rocking. Um, is there any uh, any message you wanna shout out to your fans right now? I just wanna thank everybody who's been rocking with me. Um, from day one, I'm talking about from from SoundCloud days to every producer that I've worked with, uh, to every family member that's ever supported with me. Um, you know, there's so many people. I know we just had a built like this challenge, and I was down like I want to say like 80 or 90 likes, and uh, I reached out to all you guys, and you just freaking made it happen, man. And I, I wasn't expecting the win. But it just showed me at that moment how many people really support me. And I really appreciate everybody who's, uh, you know, went that extra effort to either promote my music or to, uh, you know, make sure that they reposted my music. Um, and 
you know, a lot of a lot of artists they just might repost your stuff or whatever the case is, but at the end of the day that that shit means a lot to me. Reposted or supported my music in any type of way. Um, even just with a listen, you know, that's that support right there. And you know, shout out to you, Connor. Uh, shout out to door to door to the top floor. Um, there's a lot of great things in store for everybody, and I just want everybody to, uh, you know, you know, keep it pushing, man, and, and uh, keep listening to everything that I drop. Keep promoting everything that I drop because when you promote it and ten people hear it, then they might one person from that ten might promote it, and that's another ten, and then that's just how the that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, how do we how do we connect with you, man? So you can look me up on any streaming platform, just EJ space S O C H I A. Um, even my Instagram is the same thing, EJ uh, S O C H I A. I know it's a little hard to um, to spell out, and a lot of people have told me, "Hey, you shouldn't market yourself that way." And I've I've had so much negativity towards me keeping my name how it is. That I said, you know what? I'm gonna be the rebel and the black sheep that I am, and I'm gonna keep my name. Love that. So I, uh, uh, you know, everybody wanted me EJ Smooth, EJ this or EJ. No, my name is EJ Sosha, and and this is my life story, and and this is what I. Uh, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I, you know, promote. This is what I write about. Uh, I could never change, or I could never facade to be anybody else other than what I am. Love it. Yeah. Well, EJ, thanks for getting on the pod, uh, man. This is—I'm really excited to drop this one. I'm definitely gonna have to take this back and and edit it and get it all ready. But man, this is just the beginning, and uh, you know, make sure you share this. If you don't follow EJ, definitely do. Um, you know, subscribe to the music, subscribe to the pod, share it with your friends and family. And until next time, from door to door to the top. <laughs>